Currently, yes, there Regina we go. Sounds like. Say it. Not gonna say it now. <laughs> Nick, it's a it's a city in Saskatchewan. It's a city in Saskatchewan. Starts with an R. Nick, Nick. <laughs> witty, witty. Yes. All right. Um, so Nick Regina. Yes. Spark Financial Group. You want to share? If you give like a quick one minute bio about about yep. you and your company. Yeah. So I'm the CEO of Spark Financial Group. We are a portfolio with three verticals within it in the financial uh, industry. One vertical is private lending in our fund. We have an equity debt fund. The second vertical is our insurance piece. We're general insurance brokers. And the third vertical is the mortgages. We do A and B mortgages and uh, we're the brokering we're the, a full service brokerage on that side as well. Amazing. So it's so, all yeah. in one. Yeah. One, all stop in one. Shop, one stop financial. Shop. We like to call ourselves the financial arm for whatever it is your needs are, right? So you come through the doors and we're able to take care of you. Is it primarily real estate or not just real estate? There's all a lot real of estate. All real estate. All gotcha. Real estate. Nothing else but real estate. Yeah. yeah. Lending, mortgage, everything. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah. how many people do you have in your company in that organization? Yeah. Right now, we just surpassed 30 full time employees. Congrats. Amazing. We, yeah. We don't have any agents. Yeah. So they're all full time salaried employees they're part everyone's part of a net profit share pool and uh yeah i mean some some people have made partners some people are going to be promoted to to make partners and some of the subsidiaries we have uh yeah for promos yeah yeah promotions and bonuses that's it yeah (laughs) we have a different approach right so awesome awesome we're going for a billion dollar valuation and in order to get there we need about 650 million in ongoing annual revenue and uh from last year to this year, we've seen 300% growth on the top line, more than doubled in the amount of employees, and uh, we feel like we're, we're well on our way there, and we know we know uh, what road we got to go down, and, and we're excited to go down to it, down it, and uh, yeah, it's going well so far. Love it, love it. Yeah. I see you guys expanding. I yeah. think you guys have multiple branches now, not yeah. just one. Yeah. Can you share more where, where your branch is located? Yeah, so we have two in Ontario as of right now, and a third is opening in January. Uh, one is in Vaughan. That's our headquarters off of Bass Pro. The second one is in Port Credit, Mississauga, and the third one in Hamilton. And then we have two south of the border in Florida, Fort Lauderdale Florida, huh? specifically. So yeah. why did you decide to open up there? So back in the day when I was in the hospitality and entertainment industry, I owned two nightclubs in Miami. Ah. And uh, it just, it blew my socks off understanding what that, that market was all about yeah. and how they move and shake down there is different, bro. It's inspiring to say the least. So when I got out of the nightlife and entertainment, I was like, yeah, no matter what business I get into next, yeah. I'm going to definitely, definitely make my way down here and open up shop. I can <laughs> sense that, like the energy that I got from you, the vibe yeah. and you're like a a promoter, salesman, in a sense, yeah. and CEO, manager. That's where you got it from, right? You're a promoter before. Yes, yeah, okay. promoter at heart, yeah. So let's, 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 let's dive into that about, you know, your history, what did you do before, and how you transitioned to, like, the mortgage and the financial business. Yeah. So you, you owned two nightclubs in Miami. Two nightclubs in Miami and a total of five in Toronto. Oh, wow. Yeah. You want to name a few of them? Maybe I've been to them. (laughs) Yeah, Gravity Sound Bar on Richmond Street. So it was the last standing nightclub uh, in the old club district as we knew it. Yeah, the Peter Uh, Richmond era. Yeah, some people would have known it as Metro or Frequency, but it was Gravity uh, at its last uh, kick at the can. Then we had Bloken Forth. Yes. Then we had Same, which was the old Cobra. Yeah. Um, Then Cure and Juliet. And then I got out of the business. Okay. Yeah. So what made you you know, transition from the promoting and club nightlife business to 
starting your own financial uh, company. Yeah, uh, my kids. Yeah. So that that lifestyle was something that I knew was gonna not allow me to be the best possible version of myself. Of yourself, yeah. So I couldn't be the best possible version for my kids and, and be the best possible dad that I know I could be, right? If I was still in that life, right? Mm-hmm. Just because like your weekends, they're gone. Your evenings, holidays, all the times that were hot season and where you had to be there, feet for service, you know, and running the business, that's all the time you're going to yeah. spend with your family. And you can't get that time back, right? So for me, yeah. it had gone into a point where... You know, given the we, we were the biggest New Year's event in the uh, in all of Canada, arguably year after year at the Liberty Grand, right? We did five thousand plus people every year. Same for the Halloween. Had two operating nightclubs at minimum at all points in time. Then I had uh, NRG, which was the promoter. We we won promoter of the year nine years in a row at the Toronto Nightclub Awards. So had a marketing agency that was servicing the portfolio. So at any given point, the portfolio was doing 12 to $15 million year over year. We got really good at it. We had an awesome team. It became easy, right? And uh, we were making good money. So there was no real reason to, to really get out of it other than lifestyle change. And, and uh, I knew that I was in the fast lane and it, it just wasn't going to end up good if I was going to try to start a family and continue to stay in that industry. I hear you, man. I hear yeah. you, Nick. That's one of the main reasons why I started a team and just focus on listings Yeah, as a listing specialist because we all know as a buying agent, you're running around all the time and you're always revolving around the client schedule and listings allows you to have a more systemized approach Mm. right and then having a team as well everyone can leverage off each other and support one another when you know when you have that showing or you have multiple clients that need showings right so you can't you there's only one raymond howard one nick right so that's why i felt like i had to start a team as well Mm. and Primarily focus on listings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Good on you, bro. Love that. Yeah, you got to scale the business, right? Scalability. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Yeah. For you, you, your company that was only founded when? Yeah, so we're coming up on four, our fourth fiscal year. Fourth fiscal year. Yeah, you expanded yeah. like 30 employees, yeah. four, five branches. Uh, that's amazing, man. Mm. That's amazing. So marketing and I feel, I feel like your marketing deserves a lot of credit for, for when it comes to scalability because I feel like... And like in, at house, we, we have something called maximum exposure. That's mm-hmm. kind of like a model. And I feel like for you, I started to see you pop up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why you're here, right? Because, yeah, yeah you, you, you're getting more and more well-known. Your face is everywhere. And would you say that's highly due to your marketing? Like, what is your strategy there? What is your campaign? Is it mostly marketing uh, in social media? Or do you have other ways to market? Yeah, so like per- building the personal brand and it, you know, working hand-in-hand with the business why I feel it's so important to build personal brand is because it's a lot more relatable than any business. And even if you got a really cool culture and an awesome page that keeps diversified content coming out, a person is so much more relatable. Like you look at Tesla and you look at Elon Musk. Everyone loves Elon Musk, but he pretty much is Tesla, right? If you think about it, you think Elon, you think Tesla, you think Twitter, but Elon is just more interesting to follow. and, And it's just, a lot more relatable because he's a human being, right? Yeah. So building the part of the, the personal brand part and parcel with the, the company's brands um, has been, you know, vital in the growth. And I have the best partners in the world. I have the most amazing staff. It takes a village, right? And a rising tide lifts all ships 
I like to say, but, you know, I'm just one part in that. I'm one piece in that. And everyone, you know, everyone's ongoing efforts combined is what's able to continue to have a smash in our goals, right? And now it's it's at a point where the, the staff that we're hiring on and who, who we're bringing through the doors, they know way more than we do about their respected area of the business that they're going to be taking care of. And that's how you continue to elevate, right? Because if you're always the smartest one in the room, that's not a smart move, right? No. You got you to move the room around. You got to change things up. You got to bring new people to the table. And they're the experts in what they do. We're the experts in what we do. But to, to go back to your point in the question you had in regards to the, the scaling aspect and raising the awareness and really, you know, casting a wide net on, you know, the people in, in Ontario and having them understand who it is we are and what it is we do and how we could service you. Yes, I blame it in a good way on all the social media, all the marketing, all the public relations, all the going out in the events and doing the belly to belly and, you know, shaking hands, rubbing shoulders and, yep. and um, kissing babies, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that that's that's what it's all about but big time on the social media man. what i found really cool with your uh, marketing is that in, in a sea of sameness of like financial groups and everything it's usually something a topic a sector that's relatively dull boring but yeah. you actually make it pretty entertaining and exciting content mm -hmm. from from your marketing aspect which not just you like you said it's your team and your company everybody yeah. in there i feel like have very good synergy Mm -hmm. And you even have like you know some BTS content. What content that always not just to talk about the products and services, yeah, but talk about the people. Yeah, I think yeah. that matters a lot Huge. because especially in this financial insurance and sales business, it's a people business. Yeah, people go to you not because just because of the data expert. They just want to go to someone that is relatability. Yeah, yeah, I know. I found that amazing. Amazing. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head with that. <laughs> Your business, are you a mortgage brokerage business, a mortgage brokerage or? Yeah, so we're a full service mortgage. So how brokerage. does the model work? Because you have, you said, you, always, yeah. you mentioned employees, but typically when I speak to, speak to owners of mortgage uh, brokerages, yeah. they have agents under them. Yeah. Commission-based business. What, yeah. what would you say your model is? Yeah, so we're going against the grain with that and we feel like we're breaking the mold. Um, but our model is keep everything in-house mm -hmm. so that the clients and the referral sources can get treated with absolute white glove service from everybody. So when you're walking through the door, again, whether you're a client or a referral source or anyone, everyone gives a shit. Yeah. Everyone wants to make sure that you get taken care of. You know, We have your name on a screen saying, welcome so-and-so. We greet you with a coffee menu. We, get, we make sure that your merch is ready at our reception desk upon your departure. We give you a tour of the office, right? Everyone says hi and is so friendly. And I feel like that culture was able to be created, not, not only because of the things that we inject in, and what we bake into the motto, but because no one's competing against one another. Everyone's on the same team. We all want to win together. It's not who's getting this deal done, who's doing more volume, who's the cat's ass this year because they put a few more people on their team than you did. It's we're all in this together. I have your back, you have mine. I'll take a bullet for you. You're going to take a bullet for me. Let's get it. You know, that's what's that that's what's become so vibrant and so infectious is that everybody knows everyone has their backs. And that's not the case with the agent broker model. And it doesn't matter what you tell me, the collaborative work is where is is where it's at. And that doesn't happen all too often with the agent broker model. I think it's broken. 
I think it's broken. I think things need to change. And if we're always interested or if we're always concerned about the best interest of the client, that's what the client needs. You give me a whole fucking you, team you, behind them. Brother, you give me goosebumps yeah. just saying that because I'm in the same page as you. I feel like the industry is broken. Mortgage or real estate doesn't matter. I feel like it's collaboration over competition, right? Yeah. Everyone for them, like it's not everyone for themselves. Where that's kind of like what we what we, we we kind of put that in the pedestal, right? It's just like okay, who can be the best agent do the most sales? Yeah. But it's not that. It's about collaboration, like you said. I'm a big culture guy. It's I can tell, I can sense that you're big on culture as well. Huge. You have to be. Huge. You have to be. What would you say in your company? Like, how did you make sure that you're running a tight ship and also? Embracing the culture, yeah. everybody's embracing the culture there. Yeah, How do you so, make sure of that? So it starts with me. Yeah, I gotta make sure that my personal development is at the forefront, and that I'm I have a lot of self care, self love, and I'm working out. I'm eating properly. I'm a good family man. I'm loyal to my wife. I'm at home at night with my kids. I'm I'm praying to God, and I'm keeping things spiritual. I'm doing everything I have to be doing. To just show up and score tens every day, and then I'm able to bring that energy into the office, and I'm able to set the example, lead by um, example, and and lead by example. And it's not about the talking; it's about the walking. So the staff see that, right?、Yeah. And what's good for me is good for them. So I have a personal development coach, a life transformation coach. His name's Zarek Fatah. He's internationally recognized. I I put them all on the program, and they all coach with my coach. We do an annual retreat with them, where it's not just let's go have a good time. It's like if it's worked for my personal development and it's brought me to a different plateau, why wouldn't I want that for them, right? We have an equity pool that everyone's going to be a part of. So as we, as we as we continue to scale our asset portfolio, they're going to become equity partners in it. We have a fund that we raise capital for. Every dollar that they bring to the table from their network and even ours, we allow them to talk to. They're paid for. Above and beyond the salary, above and beyond the bonus, above and beyond the making partner. So what I want is what everyone wants, right? So why wouldn't I give that to you?、Yeah. If I don't give that to you, do I actually care for you as much as I'm telling you I care for you, or is it you know a little bit of manipulation going on there because I want to continue to stay at the top of the food chain and everyone below me? We rise, we rise together, and they can feel that. They know that whatever I have to give, I'll give them. I love that. I know I can sense from you. You actually, legitimately, naturally care about your people. Absolutely. And you know, putting people first, right? Way before you do. Before putting, putting yourself is obviously important with wellness and,、um, you know, in your energy. I can tell that it spreads all the way to your people. That's amazing, man. Yeah,、That's、thank、amazing. you, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah. So, what do you find the current natural landscape is with the、uh, interest rates? Like, has has that affected your business this year or? So, like I said, we added three. We had three hundred percent growth to our top line revenue. We doubled in staff. I just we just surpassed thirty. I started the year at twelve people,、mm-hmm. right? We brought on two new offices through this time. We launched in a total different marketplace in Florida, and I could, the list goes on. But it's going to sound like I'm blowing smoke up our ass, which I'm not. I'm just answering your question. And and in in when when rates are rising and Construction projects aren't going to the finish line,、yeah. and people's backs are up against the wall, right? And the list goes on, right? 
This is a time to propel and excel. When everyone's condensed and hiding in a corner and scared, you're fucking powering down the left That's lane, it, giving her. This is where the majority of the 500, Fortune 500 companies have, have made it. This is, this, is where this is when they founded their companies through this time. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, for me, this is, the, this, is, this is amazing. This is the time. <laughs> yeah. This is the time. When amazing. everyone's scared, yeah. this is when you excel. No, yeah. I agree. And I agree. listen, if we want to talk about and be a little sympathetic towards the people that are in a bad position, this is the way I look at it. The hardest times in my life, the biggest financial mistakes that I've made, the, the stupidest, stupidest mistakes that I've made in my life that's where i've learned and mm -hmm. i've take that i've taken them as a lesson and i've applied them to what it is i do moving forward in the future so that i can become a better version of myself and be better for those around me so if you got if you got your back up against the wall in this in this situation because mm -hmm. you weren't mindful of your finances because you didn't have the right business model because you were doing things a certain way that doesn't have you being able to power through this time then simply learn from that Everything's going to be okay. You're able to put a couple feet on the ground in the morning and open your eyes and take a breath. Is the heart still beating? You should be very, 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 very grateful for that Gratitude. alone. Yeah. So no matter how bad the situation is, you can always turn it around, take the lesson, learn from it, apply it moving forward. Everything's going to be all right. No, I love that, man. He's speaking truth right now. Really? Yeah. 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 So I have to ask you right now. Yeah. You're wearing the green jacket. Nick. Yeah, yeah. What What is the reason why you're wearing this green jacket? Yeah. So we do we do a lot of work in in giving back. Yeah. Right. Part of my personal development journey is contribution and purpose. Mm -hmm. So, when I first got into the space, the the gentleman that had helped me out and and really put me back on my feet because I'd hit ground, I'd hit rock bottom. I asked him at at, at some point in time because it wasn't a coach, it wasn't anyone I was paying, it wasn't anything that he was going to gain from it. And I asked him, I said, like, why, why are you doing this for me? Right. 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 And he said, because it's my job. It's part of my duty to give back. It's part of my duty to, to reach out through a line and help another soldier up. So it's part of my duty now, too, to give back. Right. And that'll always be baked into, you know, my life moving forward. It'll never be the case that I'm not. So to answer your question, every year I wear, last year I wore a dress shirt. This year I wore a blazer. It's called Support the Blazer. I got to wear it for 30 days. I can't take it off all day, no matter what. I hit, all day, I, eh? I pump steel in it. I go to the office in it. I hit podcasts and do media you, stuff You better be recording that when you, when you hit the gym. Wearing that green jacket and posting that on one. social media. Yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. And uh, yeah, I can't take it off. It's it. There's a GoFundMe link attached to all the posts that I put up while I'm wearing it. And it goes to a charity called Million Dollar Smiles. They're a grassroots charity, not-for-profit, hyper-local, that help children with life-threatening illnesses and uh that's amazing you know what yeah. we got to put up that link in the uh pod yeah for sure for sure support yeah. that so yeah it's a, and after this it'll be something else and this year we, we've given back to five six different charities uh, we run our golf tournament the spark invitational we gave back to uh sue mcclay and her foundation and, and uh, young women standing up and fighting for themselves we a big uh a big affiliate of ours is aura freedom they deal with child trafficking and uh yeah we we get behind whoever it is we can get behind and we make noise about it in a tasteful way um to raise awareness for it because that that's our duty you know? That's amazing, man. Yeah, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So you mentioned before the you have an in-house. A lot like everything is in-house, but yeah. especially your media division. 
yeah. right? It's in-house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how do you operate that? And I, I think that's one of the reasons why you create such awesome content. Cool question. Yeah. yeah. I've never been asked that on a podcast before. That's cool. So I used to have a marketing agency okay. called Insert Marketing. Yeah. And uh, we were up to eight employees when I had sold it back to my partners, Massimo and Joe, who are still heading off the company and they're doing an awesome job with it. And essentially what happened was when I was building the portfolio, at one point in time, I owned four nightclubs. We were doing three big scale events. There were so many different flyers that had to go for different nights. There were so many videos that had to be shot. There were so many different PR stunts we had to do to stay relevant and cool in that scene. So I was, you know, like when you're talking about vertical integration and bringing things in-house and making it so that you could beef up the bottom line and really make things make sense and streamline processes, you want to bring things in-house, right? So I'm lo- you're always looking at your payables and you're like, where is it that I'm spending the most amount of money and who's the next tap that I got to bring in in-house? So it's getting to a point where it, I, it was hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that I was paying annually. So I called, I called my boys, Mass and Joe. I said, listen, guys, either I'm going to buy the company, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll leave all the business with the company and I'm going to continue to, to send in a lot of leads and be the big lead generator for it. Or I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta bring this in house. Yeah. I love, I love your service. I love what you're doing, but you know, business is business. You know, I, I gotta make it make sense. And I, I'd rather buy into the company and, and partner with you guys. So that's what happened. They're like, yeah, fuck, come on board, man. We love it. So not only did I keep my book with them, but I brought them a lot of business um, through the, the promotional style style of, uh, of um, sales. And so I know how to structure internally when it comes to the copy, when it comes to pre-planning the content, when it comes to dissecting it, when it comes to the filming and the um, the whole, you know, the graphics and assets and just making things pop. I had to do that in nightlife. You had to be cool all the time. You had to be relevant. You had to be loud, right? So that's all I'm doing is just bringing that here. And it just gets easier when you're in-house, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's what I love about it. And hit it the nail on the head about yeah. streamline process. You can open the door. Hey, boys, what's going on with that video, man? Let's go put it on the forefront. <laughs> I love right? that. That's what we do to us too. Because yeah. you're not the agency's only client. Yeah. You the agency has however many clients that they're working with, and it's like you got to respect that. So I don't like to be the guy. Like I never yell at people. I never breathe down their neck. I'm never like, what the fuck is going? Like I'm not that guy. I'm cool. I'm peaceful. But I respect their business and how they're trying to prioritize things. But it's like, but that. I can't put up with that. So I got to just bring it internal. So right now we're full four full-time people. I found that same thing. Uh, like when we, before like testing out different media houses and different media guys, yeah. they, they can never get the job. It takes a long, a lot of back and forth. Yeah. A lot of back and forth. Yeah, they can yeah. never get it the way that we want to no. do it because they're so generalized in a sense that, you know, they could be doing commercials for this beauty com- uh, uh, ad or auto dealership yeah. or insurance or That's mortgage. Right. It's, you can't find well, at least it's very hard to find media houses just specifically for real estate. Hundred percent. There is, but at the same time, every team, every agent has their own style. Yeah, and you have yeah. your own vision of yeah. how you want to do things. Yeah. So that's what you know. Even with me, I had to start my own in-house because, like, I not, no. Smart. That's it. Good that's for it, brother. you, bro. Not a lot of guys are doing that. That's a smart move. Good for you. It's ballsy, but it'll work out. I highly suggest it to every agent listening out there. Yeah, because it, I know it seemed like a big investment in the beginning, taking someone on. Uh, putting it on on your payroll, but it's gotta pay. It's gotta pay three x, ten x for all sure. Day, all day. Yeah. Is it? You know what the thing is too. Like okay, so even if that that marketing agency niche down and they understand real estate, right? 
they're gonna have their specialty. Are you really good at copy? Are you really good at PR? Are you really good at video? Are you really good at graphic and asset? Are you really good at video of house filming, but not pot? So there's so then there's niches that spring off niches. So it's just like they all have their strengths and then weaknesses as well. Whereas if when you bring that in house, I can have a core of people that are there that specialize in each of those areas. And I know when I'm hiring you, I'm hiring you more for this. I'm hiring you more for this. When you're going to an agency, they're never going to tell you, yeah, we're really good at graphic design, but we're pretty shit at video. But we'll do it for you anyway. Like, we can get it done. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's not going to be always like, say yeah, yes. we could do it all, right? They the, always the, say yes, the, dude, the, take the it The digital first. ads too, yeah. yeah. But it's like every, every layer has a level of sophistication to it that has to be respected. These people go to, they go to school for years and years and years to learn about digital ads. So what do you, they don't, you don't know half of what they forgot, but you put your hand up and say you could do it. I get it. Everyone's got to eat. You're trying to bring your revenues up. But if you want the best of the best, the only way to be able to monitor that and monitor that, and again, crack the whip on it in a tasteful way, and, and get it done properly, you bring that in-house. In the beginning, it was tough for us, right? Because in-house, they don't understand the whole real estate. Like, like what, what is uh, the size of this house? How to sell this house, right? Because at the end of the day, they're graphic designers, yeah. right? But over time, they understand my style. And because of the constant video, videos and media we do, it just gets better and better. Yeah. Yeah, that's in, the beauty. In-house. In-house. Yeah, in-house. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then, but they will with an agency. They'll learn off of you. And then they'll get we'll get more of you, and then your work will come down on the priority <laughs> list. But you paid to teach them how to get to it. I've been there, done that too many been times. There's a lot of uh, yeah. No, no, we love it. We love just, it. Next. Just because you spend so much time, you know what I mean? It's just like invest in your people. Have it be that it's in house. Have it be that it's going to serve you. A lot of people they've come to me, and I swear to God, they've come to me and they say, Nick, whatever it is you want, manage manage my socials, take care of my PR. I said, we don't take care of third party. We don't service third party. We only service internal. Nick, whatever you want. I have ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month. Tell me what my calendar's got to look like. Tell me that. I said, I don't want it. Thank you very much. I'm flattered. Yeah. I'll do a collab with you. I'll do a reel with you. But I'm not geared up to take on the business that way, right? But what what I'm the point I'm trying to get across here is, is people are willing to pay, mm-hmm. pay big bucks. Bring it internal. Bring it internal. Man. Especially because we know we, we have deep pocket real estate agents out there you know I mean? or and yeah. financial advisors. Spend yeah. some money, people. Spend, spend some, some money. Spend some dough. Be good to the economy. That's how you're going to stimulate it and bring it back <laughs> up. Everyone's complaining. Put it back in. <laughs> no? So oh, you, have, you have an amazing you condensed rolled up in the corner. You're not going <laughs> to. You're going to help. Put a spend. <laughs> but now yeah. he's loving this right now. You know, you know what the other thing is too, though? What I found with scaling a business you hire someone, right? They have kids. They have they have little mouths to feed. They have a roof over their head. There's this pressure that comes on. So holy smokes, I just added that much to my overhead. And their family eats because of me. I gotta show up. I gotta go get more deals. I gotta be better. I gotta and and then what you end up doing for your top line, you said, Thank God I hired him and I paid him that much. Thank God I hired her. Thank God it puts this pressure on you that has you looking at things differently. Right? Adjust your target market. Look at the bigger picture. Go for the head of the snake. You know what? I don't know. I, no, I don't I want to go too I, far Nick, into Nick, it. But I it get you. I get you. Right? you. Yeah. When I look at my uh, agency organization, I'm like, shit, these people are counting on me. 
yeah, I, I can't bro. slack. I can't slow down. You know, I, I that's why I wake up every day at four or five a.m. and like just like you, do the workout, do the grind, then uh, put my uh, kids to uh, to school, then come to the office, and that's it. Got to hustle hard. Yeah, man. It's uh, it, you're right. That pressure helps though. Yeah, it's good pressure. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So you have an amazing social media channel. Does your in-house media um, do the content? Like, do they create the ideas for you? Are you are you the creative content guys? And you're like, okay, you do this and do that. What do you? Yeah, so um, it's mostly them. Oh, okay. like I'll, I tip my hat to them on on the business side of things. It's all them, mostly them because I do a lot of collaborating with the business page. But then what you see from me, that's more on like the personal tip. That's just like me. Yeah. 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 Just me being a goof, you yeah. know what I mean? Having some fun. <laughs> to go to your point, right? Like bringing in the inner, ch- bringing out the inner childhood yeah. is very important, right? Having fun. You know, yeah, before we fired it. this up, I loved what you said. I thought it was so beautiful that you you see value in just having fun, smiling, you know, grooving through the process because that's when you're going to crush it, bro, is when that's the case. If you're too wound up, stressed out, and 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 in your head, you put out that vibration. That's a low vibration. That's a that's a bad frequency. And then you attract that, right? So when you're buzzing out, you're loose, you're having fun, you're you know taking things seriously, doing what you got to do, but having a good time with it, it brings the vibrational frequency up, and then you start to attract those other people and those other businesses and those other things. And it's a beautiful. I love thing, that. I love right? that, Nick. Yeah. Be you. Be you, because I yeah. feel like, especially in this business, real estate or mortgage doesn't matter. Everyone's just too stiff, or try to put up, you know, try to be that, you know, top sales. Here's yeah. my awards, um, driving nice cars, yeah. all that jazz. Yeah. But really, just be yourself. Have Authenticity. fun. Have fun. Yeah. I, I feel like when you try to put up some kind of front, or tr- you're not being yourself. Yeah. It's uh. I think it's a waste of time and effort on, in a sense because you're trying to attract business that way. But when the clients do come, then they find out, oh, that's not really you on, you know, in your poster, your branding or yeah. your social media. Then it's like, oh, okay. Authenticity. Yeah. That's at the core of, of uh, our uh, company values. Authenticity. Be yourself. Don't, Same. Don't, don't blow smoke and don't try to be anyone that you're not. Yeah. Authenticity is the most powerful, powerful vibration out there. 4,000 times more powerful than love because you can measure frequency. That's a stat. Authenticity. Yeah. That's uh, that's an interesting stat. I didn't know about that. I learned that in the personal development space with with, uh, gurus that are uh, like Dr. Joel Dispenza. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. Powerful, Yeah, powerful stuff, eh? Yeah, bro. Yeah, that's... I'll so just leave it there. I can't go on for hours, but yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I actually, want, thing, I actually yeah. want to get into the wellness side. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You already said all about yeah, the yeah. business side and the marketing and great tactics and yeah. got some really golden nuggets there. But wellness is extremely important. Huge. So you go to gurus and go get those getaways to yeah. Costa Rica and yeah. you have life coaches. Yeah. How, how does that has helped you and... Oh, it's that's that's a must. That's the found. That's my foundation. Do you I, recommend it for everybody? Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Allocating before, before you do anything. Yeah. Give back to yourself. Build the foundation, and work with experts that'll help you do that and have them guide you because everything bounces off of that foundation. If that is not in place, you're not. No matter which way you twist it or turn it, you're not gonna be the best version of yourself. Not saying you can't get by. I'm not saying you can't crush it, 
but you're never going to be able to be the best version of yourself if you don't have that foundation in place. It saved my life, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. which one do you recommend? Do you, like that, which life coach? Oh, like, bro, yeah. there's so many beautiful people yeah. out there that are doing God's work in this space, right? Like I'm a big because you have amazing energy. Of, so I'm uh, sure a lot of listeners want to know, like, yeah, who, yeah. What, what, what is your yeah, go-to? man? Listen, I, I I love Tony Robbins. Obviously, my life coaches who you know I've plugged into and who I've taken a lot of. Um, their structure and their foundation for but you know Tony Robbins is beautiful Dr. Joel Dispenza Mm -hmm. is an awesome awesome I don't even know if you'd call him coach man he's just he's just respected and and um, known across the world to to some pretty amazing things bro Um, and yeah just just YouTube stuff man and hit Tony Robbins and 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 Dr. Joel Dispenza and you know, other other guys, Bedros Koulian is a real badass coach, more with like that alpha style approach, right? But then there's really cool, you know, women life coaches like Sonia out there that have more of the feminine energy, right? So you, you can have a lot of fun. It really depends on your character and who is relatable to you, who you want to kind of jump through the screen for and say, hey, man, like, I just, I, I, I want to touch you. I want to be around you. I want to feel you. I want to know whatever it is you're doing because I vibe with you. So there's so many different coaches out there where, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll speak to you. If you, you'll hear them, you know, through the screen and, and, and through a podcast or through the radio, if you're listening to them, like, yeah, you know, that's my vibe. That's my person. I got to plug into them. I like them. I relate to them. Let's get it kind of thing, you know, because everyone has a different story. That's my it. life coach in specific, why I plugged into him. Because he was from the nightlife and hospitality space. So I was in my head being like, if anyone's going to understand me, they got to have the same background as me. Because, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're not going to be able to get me if that's not the case, but we're, we're going to hit it off way better if that's the case. So my coach came out of the nightlife and entertainment and hospitality industry as I did. So I was like, man, he knows how to get out of what I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. And I need that, right? So again, that was very relatable for me right so everyone's got a different background everyone's got a different story so whatever whatever you know you, you go to the beat of your drum right but there's a lot a lot, lot of great people out there doing the work right amazing yeah you're jacked i can tell you you, you, you work <laughs> out man you work yeah, out brother you can always get more jacked bro <laughs> what what is your regimen? man what do yeah. you do yeah, so I'm pumping steel at least three, four times a week. Then I'm doing some cardio on the Peloton. I try to keep it low impact. I'm not trying to jog anymore too much. Even though I do, like I, I've toned it down because I really feel it on the joints. Um, you know, what what you put in is, is what you're going to get out, right, from both the working out and the eating. Diet is massive, right? I know you hear people say 95% is diet, 80% is diet, 70% is diet, but whatever it is, it's a high percentage diet. You got to make sure you're eating a gram of protein for every pound you weigh and your caloric intake if you want to shred and get to about 10 11% body fat from what I've researched and been told is 10 times your your body weight. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you're able to take in 2000 calories and if you keep mm-hmm. the protein balanced at 200 grams of protein, you'll be able to bring her in around 10 11 12% body fat. Don't tell fat. me you're your 11% body fat, bro. No, 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 way. no, 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 I'm fluctuating way. in around 12 to 15. That's still amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That, that's, not, that's not just pumping steel. That's a good diet. Good diet, yeah. Yeah. And, and listen. Like, how do you manage that? Like, I, even I try my best to 
drink cleanse juice and eat well and yeah and but it's hard to maintain a low 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 body fat like that that's amazing yeah yeah it's you know what it is it's all discipline and it's it's a non-negotiable like working out every day is a non-negotiable if i'm late for work yeah. it doesn't matter yeah i'm gonna push off some meetings i'm gonna get one in you know, if my kids were sick and I had to stay home that day, I'm going to get one in at home. But right? that's what it's I mean. Like working out is one thing. Yeah. But eating though, your eating habits. Yeah. Do you, yeah. do you do like meal plans or do you, how do you maintain a healthy meal plan throughout the day? Yeah. Because I know you're a busy guy. You have multiple meetings back to back. Like yeah. how do you stay disciplined like that? A lot of fasting. I do the intermittent fasting anywhere from 18 to 22 hours, three, four times a week. Fasting is good because it really just helps. There's so many benefits to fasting. I'm looking I'm sure to fasting. Know, Every, everyone's yeah. saying so much yeah. benefits. Yeah, it's crazy the amount of benefits that you have. And so it, what it, time it, do you stop A lot of eating? mental clarity as well, right? Okay. It helps It helps the system clean itself out because it's not having to digest food ongoing, right? It makes you, yeah, a lot you sharper. Don't, you don't get the itis? You don't get the, you know. No, you get fired up. You get fired up instead. I mean, yeah, up. you don't yeah. get like groggy or sleepy from all those carbs all over there because you're eating all the time. When you're eating, yeah. When you're eating, but, but when when is a meal? Like when you, you like when is what time do you stop eating and what time do you eat again? Oh, like okay, so my window if I'm doing a 24 hour fast, I'll start eating at four and I'll shut her down at eight and then I'll fast all the way until four in the afternoon mm. the next day. If I'm doing a six hour fast, I'll do my first meal at two and then I'll do my last meal at mm. eight. Right? Got it. So that that's my eating window. So it really depends how long I'm fasting for, but I try to shut it down at around eight, eight thirty. Yeah, for the most part. I do have a late night eating habit that's really bad, right? And uh, <laughs> my wife locks the cabinets yeah. up. She puts bicycle locks and magnets on everything, and I'll fucking rip through them sometimes and get by. But, like, now everything's chained up, so it's like I can't get to it anymore. Unless by accident she leaves something out, you know? So that I'll break a fast like that a lot of times. You too, probably have your own stash so hidden somewhere. No, I don't. I don't. Because when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm awake, like I'm conscious, I could avoid eating it. I got that discipline. But when I'm sleeping, it's like I'm half asleep, half awake, and I'm just ripping the fridge over and just mucking everything, <laughs> like just emptying shit and going hard, you know? Because you're like, your guard is down, I yeah. feel, you know? But when I'm awake, I can avoid it. I got the discipline. Yeah. I asked uh, all of our guests here, when it yeah. comes to the future, well, you're not a real estate agent, but you're yeah. in the financial. Same thing, though. Like, what do you see the future of financial services, you know, technolo technology-wise? Do you see that going to take some impact through, like, um, like through the rise of AI? What do you see that happening? Yeah, yeah, for certain. For yeah. certain. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Embrace it. Yeah. Get on side with it. Invest money into the infrastructure and adapting it, right? Understand it, right? Embrace it. I, I, I have, you know, literally, my assistant did one two weeks ago. We have an AI program up on the screen, and we're teaching all the staff. This is how you leverage it for your emails. This is how you leverage it for your editing. This is how you leverage it for your deck, your pitches, your pre presentations, your proposals, your reports. This is how you leverage the technology. So they're snapping together six, seven-page decks in one-tenth of the time, right? So it's like... Why would I be afraid of the technology? Why why wouldn't I integrate with it, right? Why would why, I'm looking at it from a standpoint where it could bring my overhead down, right? It could have my staff being a lot happier, being able to streamline a process, right? So yeah, uh, I, I definitely think that just get on side with it. Yeah, AI can make pitch decks now. 
right? Literally. Yeah, literally. Literally, yeah. Literally, if you, if you prompt yeah. it, it can make the deck for you. Yeah. And there it is. Saves so much time. Yeah. We used, to, we used to charge 10, 15,000 when I owned the agency for like big festivals that would come to us yeah. to, to, to build out their sponsorship decks. Wow. Yeah. 10, 15,000. Easily. Like a big, well, that deck, can do it. that deck is being put in front of big sponsors. They're trying to raise hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for, you know, whatever event it is they're doing. So it's like, yeah, the right amount of time, money and creative was spent into it. Now, I, uh, yeah. AI will, will, will slap it together in like an hour. And there's, you know, there's two people on the side of the desk. They're critiquing it. They're fine-tuning it. They're bringing it back. They're making adjustments. It was like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I, guys, I, I swear to God, I charged $15,000 for that six, seven years ago. Mm. And we just did it. So it's like, I think, I think it's fantastic. I would embrace it. I wouldn't be scared of it. Same here. Yeah. So you branched out to Florida. Yeah. Well, why did you decide to open up a shop in Florida? Yeah, because I used to own two nightclubs in Miami, okay. and the way that the Americans move, like, and I'm not trying to shit on our market. Like, I love it. Born and raised, always repping, Canadian boy, T yeah, dot, whatever. But there, like, yeah. bro, this is junior kindergarten compared, compared to, to what's Florida, going on yeah. down south. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. when I come back, I'm just like, holy fuck, I'm so inspired. Right. The way that these, especially in the state of Florida, the way that these Americans think is big, mm. big, big, big picture. Like the way that they're just rolling out franchises and the way that they're scaling their portfolios, the way that they walk around with no fear, a lot of the entrepreneurs in that space. And they're big on collaborative mm-hmm. approach, the, the collaborative approach, which for me, that's where I was introduced to it. I was like, well, this is so refreshing. People are actually high-fiving each other over here. People are getting down together and they're enjoying making money together. And it's like, scratch my head, but like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to do it this way? So a lot of the things that you would think be common sense aren't so common, right? So I'd, I I would bring that back here and I'd be like, I'd be so inspired and then I'd start to do it and implement it and it'd work. So I was like, okay, it's something special is going on down there. So I want more and more and more of it. So I used to own two nightclubs there and I learned a lot about that marketplace and about, you know, just entrepreneurship and, and a total different approach. Well, so, especially yeah. Toronto has so much snowbirds, right? There's so oh, yeah, many, yeah, time, so yeah. it makes sense that you open up there where a lot of the business from Toronto can go to Florida as well because they need they buy properties there as oh, well. big time, yeah. Yeah. Big time, big, big time. So it's, it's good that we're creating that bridge for everything to do with not only finance, but the immigration aspect, the accounting aspect, the real estate, the finance. We'll have someone pick you up at the airport and take you to your Airbnb and whatever, right? Like we're, we're, we just want to be that one-stop shop that you think Florida, you think Spark, call us. We'll give you that concierge style of, of approach and getting you into the market. And even if it's not into the market, we'll educate you. Because yeah. what are we doing? Even if you don't transact, we're building a relationship here. You see that I care for what your wants, needs, and desires are. You see that we figured it out, right? So what what does that do? That helps me build a relationship with you. So down the road, for any of your insurance needs, mortgage needs, or investing needs, hopefully you give us a call, right? No, I love that. And I love that's what I love about your Spark Financial Group. It's like, yeah, the collaboration and that white glove service, the concierge, it's so important. Yeah. Just like at House here, what we believe in is there's no hierarchy here. And House, I, my members and my agents treat me as equal and I treat them as equal. Beautiful. That's why, yeah, I think that's the best way, yeah. right? Especially in the real estate world where it's like some people might take it as competitiveness. Mm. We're more about collaboration. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that's where you can actually 
do the best and serve your clients. Yeah. Right. And everyone's high fiving and uplifting each other when we need it most. I mm. think that's. I think that's the. I think that's the best model. And that's how we do it here. Hundred percent. I agree with you. Good for you. That's awesome. Thanks, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we usually end off our pod by asking our guest, "What is your?" Yeah, you, you probably have a lot. Bro. <laughs> what is your mantra? What is your favorite? You know, quote that you live by. A rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you want to expand on that in the sense that where did you hear that from and why do you, why did you chose that one? Yeah. So it's it's like because you know it's powerful in a way that it's it's so not selfish. Yeah. You know, and it's like why wouldn't you want all the ships to rise? Why wouldn't you want everyone to rise with you? Why wouldn't you want to hug, kiss, high five, and just it enjoy and celebrate that ride to the top together. Why would you want that just to be you? I, 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 couldn't, I could never wrap my head around that. I can't relate to that. It doesn't hit me. So it's like, it just makes so much sense, right? And that goes back into what we were talking about a little bit earlier, that collaborative approach that I have your back, you have my back. We're going to get this together. And you're, it's it takes a village. There's power in numbers, right? So you see when you start growing that squad and that is the attitude and that's the way everyone is genuinely feeling, you'll fucking take down any fucking thing in front of you. That's it, And that's powerful. It's the saying goes, right? If you want to go fast, go solo. But if you want to go far, go together. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And when I say you take down anything in front of you, it's it's your goals, it, 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 it doesn't mean that you create enemies and you're going to take those enemies out. It has nothing to do with that. You take down whatever mission it is you have set out for the company, right? And if that's to get here, you'll fucking smash it. You can't do it alone. No. There's no way. You, no. Can't, you can't do it alone. And he, he, even you look at solo athletes, solo artists, who got them into the sports, who took them to the games when they were young? Who kept, who stayed in their head? Who hooked them up with trainers? Who paid for it when they were still in school? Who 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 was their doctor? Who was their coach? Who who was what? So when you're on stage performing, that's a one man show. That's a lot more than a one man show, and those roots go deep. When you're out there a solo athlete and you're a tennis player and you're smasher, that was just you. You just got that good because it was just you. There's still a fucking team behind that's them. That's it, man. Nothing. That's, that's you don't get anywhere by yourself. We have a poster framed up in our room, um, the Raptors, right? The choir making that famous shot. Team, everyone has their roles. There's not one guy that won a championship. Yeah. There's a one guy. Everyone has the role. Everyone's playing the roles. There's a the three-point guy. There's the center. Everyone has different roles. To leverage each, other, each other's strengths. That's how you win a championship, right? Yeah. No, I, I love that. Okay, man. Your yeah, energy, yeah. your energy <laughs> neck has been infectious. Wait, wait, can That's you tell? True, no, I love it. You, you, yeah. What I want to tell the audience: Nick has not <laughs> drank one sip of water. Yeah, That's, yeah, once, <laughs> once he goes, he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. So t tell our audience um, yeah. where can we find Nick Regina? Yeah, I just wanted to say very grateful for this opportunity as well. I wish you the best of luck on this podcast. I think what you guys are doing is awesome. So thank you. And uh, if you guys want to find me anywhere, at Nick Regina on Instagram is where you'll find me. And then in the handles, all the link trees, all the companies, all the other good stuff. But at Nick Regina on Instagram, that's where I'm uh, paying a lot of attention to and putting a lot of content out on. So yeah, hopefully uh, you'll follow me. I'll follow you. And it's all one love. And uh, we'll be doing some collaborative stuff in the future as well.
Awesome. Yeah. And if you enjoy our pod, rate our pod five out of five stars. Absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's get it. And leave a comment. Subscribe too. Subscribe. <laughs> put on the notifications. Hit the like button. Let's get it. Subscribe to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> let's get it. Yeah.